Jim Shoemaker and Scott Jordan are investment advisor representatives offering advisory services through Cetera Investment Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Cetera Advisor Networks, member FINRA, SIPC. Cetera is under separate ownership from any other named entity. Shoemaker Financial is located at 2176 West Street, Suite 110, Germantown, Tennessee. Helping you make the most of your money. It's time for Talk Money. Now, your host, Jim Shoemaker. Whether you're a baby boomer or a millennial, it doesn't seem to matter. A common concern is always money. Welcome to today's program. We have a program that I think you'll find to be both interesting and entertaining because the reality is we're looking at dignity and how a person approaches the end of life. And then, of course, in the last segment, we've got Daniel Irwin from the Better Business Bureau to take us to scam school and find out what's going on with the scams in the Mid-South today. Let's start out, though. I want to welcome Paul Malley. He is the president of Aging with Dignity. It happens to be November, the National Family Caregivers Month. You just got a plethora of information, and we want to dive in and dig into it. So welcome to the program, sir. Hi, Jim. It's great to be with you again. Thanks. Thank you. Well, first of all, let's start with this, because we talk about five wishes. You're the president of five wishes. You've been there, I guess, since uh, 2002 or something like that. Is that right? It, it goes back a while, about 25 years. 25 when we first years. introduced five wishes at the national level. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Well, it's always a pleasure because you do such a good job. Let's say, what is five wishes? You know, I know you. We, I said something about an advanced directive, but what does that mean? Five wishes is not only an organization, but it's aging with dignity. It's the whole aspect. Just, just give us the history a little bit of that. So, aging with dignity is a private nonprofit organization. We work nationally. We were founded by a man named Jim Tuey, and Jim worked directly with Mother Teresa of Calcutta. He was her legal counsel. And maybe even more importantly, he served in her homes for the dying. He was at the bedside of people as they approached the end of life. And he saw how important it was for their human dignity to be honored, for them to be respected and honored as human beings. And that could be something as simple as being accompanied, having somebody by their side, holding their hand, making them comfortable. And that's at the heart of our mission, which is all about helping people to protect their human dignity especially during times of serious illness and helping families and caregivers to honor the human dignity of the people who are closest to them. And that's where Five Wishes comes in because Five Wishes is a simple tool. It's a legal document that every adult can use. It's appropriate for everyone 18 and over as a simple way to say, here are the things that would be most important to me if I'm very sick and near the end of life. Here's the person who I would trust to make medical decisions for me if I can't make them for myself. And here are the practical things that you, whether it's healthcare providers or my family caregivers, here are the practical things that people can do to help me feel comfortable. And that's the connection there with National Family Caregivers Month because all of us, every listener today, at some point in our lives will be a caregiver for someone who we love, maybe our kids maybe our parents, grandparents, siblings. And oftentimes, we want to do the best that we can. We want to give the best care possible, but we might just not know how to do that. And that's where Five Wishes comes in. It gives the guidebook on what good care means to each person. You know, when you say Five Wishes, I want everybody to understand I am actually holding a booklet. It's a uh, 
eight and a half by 11. It's a, it's 11 pages. Uh, if you would like a copy of that, you can obviously send and request that at fivewishes.org or just pick up the phone and, uh, in Tallahassee, Florida, you can reach them at 888-594-7437. That's uh, just to order any or, you know, or any questions you might have about five wishes. Um, but I think it's important. Let me let me just read the five wishes. And I'm, I'm not going to read them all. I'm just going to, the person I want to make care decisions for me when I can't. That's the first wish. Let me tell you something. That's a big, big issue. I mean, Paul, that's a that's an issue for a lot of people. They don't even think about it because they're obviously cognizant and they're doing great and they've got that awareness and all of a sudden that changes and they haven't named that person. That's a problem. That's right. It's a big deal. Uh, and this is one of the most important things that doctors and hospitals will want to know for anybody who walks in the door, uh, whether you're coming in with a chronic or a serious illness or if you were just in a car accident and you can't make your own medical decisions. It's a big question of who would you trust to speak for you and to make decisions on your behalf. There are different state laws. Every, every state has its own law about who would be the default decision maker, but none of us want to leave something like that that's that important to chance and up to state statute to decide who makes decisions for us. So every adult, every person 18 and over has a right to name the person who would be the decision maker for them. Most people, most Americans, four out of five or so, don't do it. They don't fill out any document to name a healthcare surrogate or a decision maker. As you said, that's included in Five Wishes as Wish One. It's easy to do. Five Wishes meets the legal requirements for an advanced directive or a durable power of attorney for healthcare. Uh, but you just have to do it. Give thought to who the best person is in your life. It might be your closest family member. It might be a good friend. It might be a neighbor somebody who you trust and somebody who would know what's important to you to make decisions if you're not able, not just at the end of life, but if there's an accident, a surgery that you're recovering from, any time that you're not able to make your own medical decisions, which one comes into play and it points to the person who you trust. You know, that is uh, that is a person you trust. And the reality is you're right. You don't want to leave that to chance. You don't want to leave to somebody else making that decision. You have the right and the ability uh, to make that decision, and this five wishes gets that off the table first and foremost. The second one, second of the five wishes, is the kind of medical treatment I want and or don't want. And number three, how comfortable I want to be. People don't think about that, but you've described that in five wishes. You know, how what kind of medical treatment do I want? How comfortable do I want? I mean, that's just powerful, thought-provoking types of information what people need to think about, and you do that extremely well in the booklet, Five Wishes. And why is that so important? I mean, why, do, from your experience, Paul, why do you see people not doing it, and then why they are so relieved when they've done it? Yeah, well, a lot of times people don't want to talk about it because they think it's a bummer of a topic. And it kind of is, right, when you think about serious illness or approaching the end of life. But um, the goal with Five Wishes and the reason that it's so popular is that it makes it easy. We give you a template. It's all right there. You don't have to make it up. Um, you don't have to consult with a professional. You can have this conversation or with your family and your friends around your dining room table. Uh, it's very easy to do. That's what makes Five Wishes different uh, is that it puts, puts everything in your hands so that you can talk it through and make decisions 
in terms that are understandable and meaningful to you about medical care, life support treatment is one of the issues that's touched on um, in a big way and wish to so that you can give your healthcare providers and your, care, your family caregivers instruction on when you'd want life support treatment or when you wouldn't. And then wish three, as you said, focuses on physical comfort, talks about pain management, how you'd want your pain to be managed, what things might help you to feel comfortable, um, physically comfortable, what, what um, would you want regarding symptom management, practical things, uh, and this document in Five Wishes, you can either check a box or cross things out that you want or don't want, uh, and some people fill it out in 10 minutes, and some people you know, give days of thought to it and attach pages of paper where they add additional thoughts. Uh, but it's it's a simple process. It's easy to do. You know, and I think about it because I, I can remember visiting a person that uh, was in the hospital. He had needed a shave, and nobody was shaving him. And this it says, "I wish to have personal care like shaving, nail clipping, hair brushing, teeth brushing, as long as they don't cause me pain or discomfort." I mean, just the thought that I'm going to think through that question and and write that down. It's telling. Hey, I want to be, give me a shave once a day or every other day or something, uh, as long as it doesn't cause me pain, make me look neat if I'm in the hospital and, and needing care. And I think those are critical, important things or anything, you know, that, that people don't think about. That's in wish number three. Let me talk about wish number four. Wish for how I want people to treat me. Wow. How I want people to treat me. I'm reading that, Paul. I'm going to let you talk about that. Yeah, and this gives a person a chance to say uh, who they'd like to be there with them. Uh, sometimes people write in the margins people who they don't want in a room with them. Uh, but also things, simple things like uh, I want to be, I want my hand to be held. Uh, I want to be prayed for or prayed with if that's something that's important. I want to be called by name. So it's practical things uh, that caregivers, family caregivers, healthcare providers practical small things that can be done that respect and honor this person's human dignity, their worth and their value, so that it's not just somebody who has a particular disease or a diagnosis or a condition, but it's a person with a name who has preferences that when we honor them, like calling the person by name or holding their hand, if that's what they'd like, those are the ways that we show that person that they matter and that their preferences matter and that we value them. And the best way to start with that is by asking what is important. So many caregivers, family caregivers we hear from and they say, you know, the, when I was caring for my mom or my dad, it was the first time that I ever was with somebody who was that sick or near the end of life and I didn't know what to do. And that's where Five Wishes comes in also. is kind of like a guidebook. It's an instruction book for family caregivers on the practical things, the caregiving items, the, you know, um, whether it's holding a person's hand or giving them a manicure or a massage or something like that, little things that can be done that make a big difference in, wow. um, in the experience of the person who's being cared for and the person caring. Yeah, that's, uh, again, we're talking about five wishes. If you want this booklet, it's 11 pages, Aging with Dignity is the organization. If you'd like to order it, just pick it up. It's 888-594-7437 or 888-5-WISHES. And that's all you have to do. And that's so important. Now, let me ask this question. What are some ways 
that people or organizations, churches, or anybody use advanced care planning outside of the you know outside of the clinical and healthcare you know settings. That but the churches or clubs or communities uh, that can use five wishes. Sure. So now, after more than twenty five years of distributing five wishes around the country, we know that forty forty two million people have used five wishes. It's gone all over the country, all over the world, and. The way that that's happened is that most oftentimes a person uses it in their own family and they see how important it is, and then they want to share it with others. So they might come to us and say they want 50 or 100 five wishes or 500 five wishes because they want to share it at their workplace or their church or their community organization, their, their Qantas club, or you know, fill in the blank. There's no group of people that this is not helpful for, that five wishes is not helpful for. So the way that word has spread, it's been organic, grassroots, by people who have seen how helpful it is in their families, and then they want to share it with all the people who they know, the people who they are neighbors with, work with, pray with, uh, anybody who they know. And we want to help them do that. So we have programs to provide five wishes in the workplace or in faith communities, uh, in communities in general, and all of that information is on our website at fivewishes.org. FiveWishes.org. Let me give you the number five. What I want my loved ones to know. And boy, I tell you, you know, that is that last little thought process that so many people forget to literally say, I wish to be forgiven for the times I have hurt my family, friends, and others. I mean, just letting them know that I wish for my family and friends and caregivers to respect my wishes, even if they don't agree with them. Just being able to communicate, and it's all right there. Then you can do a whole lot of filling in the blank and adding to it. Fivewishes.org. If you want the booklet, it's Aging with Dignity, obviously, 888-594-7437. Last question, Paul. Why is advanced care planning so important to think about now and not waiting till it's too late and not doing benefits of, you know, not on an impulse or, or, or some type of an emotional thing. They can do it when they don't have to. Why is that so important? Well, I think the, the easiest answer to that is thinking back to the many, many families that we hear from who have walked down the road of caring for a loved one without any of this guidance, without any of these decisions made ahead of time. And every one of them would say, I wish that this had been done sooner. I wish we didn't have to make these decisions or go with gui- without any guidance in the middle of a crisis. So that's the, that's the first reason, is you want to give a gift to the people who you love, the people who love you, to not leave them wondering what to do in, the, in, in case of a healthcare crisis. It's always better to make decisions before you're in the middle of a crisis. It's the same as you advocate with financial planning and planning ahead. Um, these are, we're always going to do better if we think about it ahead of time than if we're put in a place of having to make difficult decisions in the middle of a crisis. So that means now's the time to think about it. Aging with Dignity, that's the name of the organization. Paul Malley is the president, did a great job in covering this booklet. And I guess I'm referring to it as a booklet. Am I correct in that? I mean, this is a, it's only 11 pages, but it is a powerful lot of information and it's a way for people to just have a conversation, as you said, around the kitchen table. 
put you know we got Thanksgiving coming up, you got Christmas, you got holidays, you got all the idea behind the fact that your family's going to be together. What a time to take the time to really do something like going through this with your family. I mean, Paul, you always do a great job. One last thought from you, sir, and just uh, as a closeout thought, just uh, what what would you say to the person listening? Well, I'd encourage you to, to pick this up now. Use five wishes, as you suggested, around the holidays. This is something that we hear so often is that when families are together, sometimes family members are coming in from out of town. This is a perfect time to have a side conversation where everyone pulls together and, um, and have an important conversation about five wishes. And like you said, it is a booklet. It's a document. It meets legal requirements. Everything that you need is included in it to fill it out sign it and have it witnessed, all the instructions that you need are all included there. So we do, we've made it easy. Now it's in your court, each person listening, to uh, to take it up and use it so that it gives a gift to your family and the people you love. Amen. Thank you, sir. Paul Malley, Aging with Dignity. The telephone number one more time is 888-594-7437 or 888-5-WISHES. That's all you have to do you'd like to get order one of these or order for your community, your church, a group, your, you, you know, anybody. That's the thing that you could do. Paul, thank you so much, sir. We'll do this again because it's always important to talk about just end of life planning. And that's so critical. Thank you, sir. You always do a great job for you. Have a great day, sir. Thank you, Jim. I, you know, it's always good to talk to him because he does a, a fantastic job and aging with dignity is just powerful piece of information so scott i mean we do this a lot and uh, daniel you're with us but uh, i mean do you just sense that is a document that is so valuable i mean so important i absolutely do and that's a very you know outlined easy way for somebody to get through that you know we always encourage our clients to make sure they have their wills updated their power of attorneys and and any advanced health care directives and this is just a very convenient way for most people to get that done without a, without a lot of complication involved with it. I think that's the critical part. It's not complicated. It's a, it's an easy discussion tool. You it know, is. so many times, and we talk to a lot of people, oh, I don't know if I can bring the family, and, you know, and it's because they don't know where to go. This is simple, just picking it up and going, okay, my wish for, I the person I want to make, you know, my care decisions when I can't. And it's, that it, starts it out. It does. It helps you think through those very difficult decisions because, like Paul said, it's not a topic that a lot of people want to sit around the table and talk about voluntarily, but it's so important to think about that ahead of time instead of during crisis times when you need it. I think it makes it simple for <clears throat> for us who are planning on having to take care of loved ones later, right? It it, it makes it it's a, it's a it's it's a game plan to follow, and it's something that we need to start thinking about now and not wait. But it, it makes it easy to approach. You right? know, and that's Great the critical point. part. That's the it makes it easy to report. We're going to offer you not only can you call five wishes, just simply calling eight 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 five wishes and order that, but we're going to make an offer to anybody listening a checklist that we have uh, provided before. But we have a demand for that right now. It's called Peace of Mind, a checklist. And it's a checklist of any type of document that you might think you have, but it's a reminder that you need to go and find it. Now, let me give you a couple of items here. Birth certificates, Social Security card, 
passport, driver's license, all those things that you think, well, I know I've got them, but let's just suppose now all of a sudden you're having to work on somebody. You hate this, but it could be a premature death. You're 45, 50, and something's happened to a family member. Or maybe you're looking at doing the end-of-life planning, just making sure that you have personal items, there's general items, investment documents, uh, insurance documents, all those things. I mean, you know, prior years, tax returns, things like that. Just having the document and knowing where they are. Bank credit cards, things like that. Last will and testaments. And again, five wishes, last will and all those things that you can get your hands on. Military discharge papers. It just goes on and on. Burial instructions. You don't think about that. But again, whether you it's an accidental car accident or sudden death at 50 years old, Yes, you need a checklist. You need to know the documents. So you can just simply send it to us at the text line. Type Jim, J-I-M, 901-683-0989. That's all you have to do when you text it to me or to just really the regularly to the, the text line. Simply put checklist and send me your email address and we will send this to you. Absolutely free of charge. No problem whatsoever. We'll be back in a minute. Got a great question coming up from Scott and Daniel Irwin will take us to scam school. I'm Jim Shoemaker. This is Talk Money. The views depicted in this material are for information purposes only and are not necessarily those of Cetera Advisor Networks. They should not be considered specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Helping you make the most of your money. Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker on News Talk 98.9. Paul Malley and Daniel Irwin are not affiliated or registered with Satara Advisor Networks, LLC. Any information provided by these individuals is provided entirely on behalf of the Aging with Dignity or the Better Business Bureau. It is not related to Satara Advisor Networks or its registered representatives. Helping you make the most of your money. It's time for Talk Money. Now, your host, Jim Shoemaker. Welcome back. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're, of course, listening to Talk Money. We've been talking with Paul Malley of Five Wishes, and uh, he's offered us, of course, you know, just went through a great outline of that, Five Wishes. You can reach out to them at fivewishes.org, or you can call them at 888-5-WISHES. And that's all you have to do if you'd like to order a copy of that. I've also reminded, want to remind you that we've got Peace of Mind Checklist that you can pick up. And this is something we've done this before. Many of you ordered this a couple of months ago, back in the summer. It cost you nothing. Just simply send it to the text line, JIM 901-683-0989, and type in checklist and give us your email so that we can attach it to an email and send it to you. Scott, we have a question. Uh, it's from John, and uh, John, you know, he just, but it's a great question. I mean, it's a loaded question. I mean, I, I'm not sure where he's headed with this, but it was, he says the S&P 500 in correction territory. Obviously, he's right. paying attention. Dow, and he's saying that it's down 10%, or the S&P is down 10% in its, from its recent high in July. Okay, facts. So that's how he starts. Then he says, what is expected for the market in 2024? Now, I know you, wow. you brought your crystal ball. <laughs> I've so got it. I've run got that it. crystal ball. Let's see what we got. Being that he says, being that it's an election year. So I think he's thinking out. 
It, it is a great question. I think it's one a lot of people are asking. You know, we have experienced a, a good bit of volatility in the markets over the last few years, and it can be unsettling. We had the best start, the best first six months of the year we've seen in 22 years this year. But as you know, that turned around and we're, we're back in correction territory. Uh, a lot of what, you know, a lot of the headwinds that are causing that, we've had an increase in bond yields this year. We saw the the 10-year actually top 5%. Now, it's it's pulled back from that a little bit, sitting at around the 4.8 range right now. But obviously, geopolitical concerns have, have been on the rise with everything going on in the Middle East. You know, but earnings drive the market. And we had, I'm going to call it a mixed earnings season, then that has actually been a fairly good earnings season for the third quarter in that, you know, at the time of, time of this uh, FactSet data, FactSet said that with 50% of the S&P 500 companies reporting in, we've seen 78% of those surprised to the upside. Now, that being said, the forward guidance given by the analysts was a little mixed with concerns around the Middle East and and interest rates and things of that nature. So I think think people kind of zeroed in on the forward guidance and said, hey, where are we going? But as you know, the economy has really remained very robust in spite of everything we've thrown at it. We had GDP growth come in at 4.9%, one of the highest prints we've seen in a long time. Uh, corporate earnings, you know, speaking of earnings, and earnings tend to lead the market, right? We've seen earnings in a blended rate go from negative, slightly negative 0.4. They were up about 2.7%. So, that tends to drive the market forward. Now, like you said, I don't have a crystal ball to know exactly what's going to happen next year. I do expect continued volatility for the year, especially with an election coming up. But, you know, with with everything going forward and everything in the economy, I would expect us to have a decent year in the market. Um, but, you know, corrections like we're seeing right now, you know, we've we've talked about this before on the show. Um, you know, according to Satara Investment Managers, you go back and look since 1980, the market's been positive 35 out of those 42 years. But the average intra-year drop in the market has been 14.3%. Now, in other words, the average drop in a year is 14%, and 35 out of that 42 years, we ended up positive. So the volatility we're seeing now is not abnormal um, when you look at the history of the market. And, and, I don't know exactly what's driving that question, but my advice would be not to focus on whether it's an election or whatever's causing that market volatility, but to stick with your long-term strategy, not let the current news cycle get you scared out of that. I think that's a great point because it's so easy to listen to all the noise and the noise, I mean, it's been pretty, and again, there's a mixed bucket, you know, a whole, right. when you think about it and you say, okay, so when I listen to this or this, I mean, back in August, you know, the national investors, you know, the investor analysts that we, we kind of look at, they were at 50% being bullish. Right. Now it's down to the 30% bullish. Uh, those guys can it's wax just, and wane a little bit. Uh, they, they go kind of back and forth based on And I think that's kind of what a lot of people have a tendency to do. Great answer to a great question. Uh, and I think that's something that helps people understand. Don't get too caught up in what's going on and with the news. But again, steady as you go. And uh, making sure that you stay invested. This is not a time to try to guess what's going to happen. But I think his question was a good question. I appreciate the question. question. Yep. And just remind you, if you've got a question for us, type it to Jim, J-I-M, 901-683-0989. Now, we're, this is National Caregivers Month. And so we're just reminding you that we're going to actually talk a lot about that next week. We're going to give you 
10 tips if you're a family caregiver. And as Paul Malley said, at some point in life, you're going to either be caring for a parent or for a child or somebody. All of us end up doing some type of a caregiver somewhere in that process. So that's going to be next week's topic. We're going to talk about and give you some tips on being a caregiver. But at the same time, I want to make sure that we kind of explain to you that we're going to offer you these these. Actually, it's a checklist, and it's called Peace of Mind Checklist. And all you have to do, if you'd like a copy of the checklist, type it to Jim, J-I-M, 901-683-0989, and we will send it to you if you include your email address to us. It'll be a detachment. We want to provide that for you. And again, it's just putting things together at that end-of-life planning, whether it be an emergency or something that you're looking at working with a parent, an aging parent, that you want to make sure that you have uh, access to all the things you need when it comes to that final part of a person's life. I want to take a little step back, and, uh, you know, I, this guy is always a pleasure to have him in the studio because he does a great job, and, and, and literally, it, his energy level, when you say, Scott, his energy level, 1 to 10 is what, 2? He, he's up there around a 10, 10? I think, maybe 11. <laughs> That's a lot of coffee. <laughs> because he is so committed to, to really giving us great knowledge, we kind of coined the phrase, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine months ago, scam school. Because this guy really brings it a, just a bunch of knowledge and helps us out. And the first one I am excited about because he's going to talk about a subject that everybody's working on right now. So welcome to the program, Daniel Irwin. He is, of course, Better Business Bureau. He is the Director of Public Relations. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me again, Jim. I really appreciate it. Can you tell that's 10? It's a 10. The energy level is there. He's got it. He's He's got got it. it. All right. (laughs) Daniel, you always do a great job, sir, and I do appreciate it. And really, I want to dive into this this topic that right now is everybody scams around Medicare and the Affordable Care Act. I mean, they're there. Right. Well, we're in the middle of open enrollment period for both of those programs. And so obviously, anytime the government has an open enrollment, uh, people understandably have questions and concerns. There's They don't know where to turn for information. And because it's in the news and you're probably seeing lots of ads about it and probably, you know, getting, getting all sorts of information from various sources, scammers, they wait for this time. They know that it's out there. And we are getting uh, reports of locals getting phone calls, text messages, emails from people um, trying to get their personal information, right? Um, You know, so you just need to be really careful when you start to get unsolicited uh, communications from people wanting to check your eligibility or something like that. Just know that legitimate people from Medicare and from the uh, Affordable Care Act are not going to reach out to you on an unsolicited basis. Uh, some of the reports that we're getting are phone calls from random numbers, and sometimes it may say Medicare on your phone. Remember, uh, Colorado D can be spoofed, but um, they may claim to have a title such as Healthcare Benefits Advocate or something like that, right? So just know that those are out there. But red flag number one would be unsolicited communication from someone that claims to be with the government. Now, healthcare.gov does have, Medicare does have people that can help you. They're called, oftentimes called navigators, but they're not allowed to charge for their help and they will not contact you first. You have to contact them. Okay, that's critical. Now, let's say you get this, somebody calls you that says, 
Medicare navigator. Okay? Right. That navigator word sounds legitimate. Right. Now, you can't reach out to them. They have to, yeah, or you have to reach out to them. They can't reach out to you. But here, here's the telltale sign. As soon as they start talking about money or you have to pay for your advice or something like that, that would be a time to disconnect the call. Also, if they ask for your social security number or something like that to verify your eligibility, um, you should never be giving that information out over the phone, certainly not to an unsol- unsolicited call or text. Yeah. Um, you know, Daniel, I have to admit this to you. We, you've worked with us now for years, and uh, you know, we appreciate the fact that you are, but you've turned me into a paranoid <laughs> skeptic. Does that make sense? I, I don't click on anything, and I don't trust anything <laughs> I don't tr- anymore. I don't trust anybody, you know well, what I mean? But it's, but it's buyer beware, yeah. and, and you say, if they're asking you for a Social Security number, if they initiated the call... right. That's almost like a no-brainer. Right. Now, now, it, let's say that you want to know, there, there may be lots of programs out there. Let's say that you saw a, an advertisement on TV and you're like, man, I, I wonder, am I eligible for that? Well, it's pretty easy to find out, right? You can go to healthcare.gov or medicare.gov, or you can take your Medicare card and you can call the number on the back of it. And you know that you're talking to someone that is legitimate and reliable, so, you know, it's unsolicited communications that you have to be really, really skeptical about. All right. Uh, now, I in the preparation for the program, you actually mentioned that people that are not Medicare eligible are beginning to check or look at because they're getting solicited and they think they're being told, oh, it's a new government program yeah. that you are. And that can be... A young person. Yeah, something new that's happened this year that I've not always seen. It's just a new trend. The number of uh, people that are not near retirement age that have called our office to check on something or who have actually fallen for a scam and given their social security number out thinking that they might be eligible for Medicare. Now, this is that person at 30, 35 years old. Yeah, I spoke with a 33-year-old the other day who gave their social security number out because they responded to an unsolicited message, right? And, And they didn't quite understand that Medicare is for people who are retiring or have a severe disability. So, you know, Medicare is one of those weird things where we all know what it is, but it changes so often that we don't know what it is, right? We know that it's got something to do with health care and the government and retirement, but the rules are so kind of all over the place and there's so much information and misinformation out there about it and the regulations on it change so frequently, it creates so much confusion that even people that, um, you know, typically wouldn't fall for this type of scam might be susceptible, susceptible to it. You know, I, I could identify with that person that's 33 and I, you know, this is, uh, to, I can understand that. I could, I mean, you know, if you think about, well, I've got this huge healthcare cost at my right. employer. Right. I got a high deductible. I get a phone call that says, you know, this is a new program for people your age. Right. This it's Medicare government program. It sounds it sounds possible, a legitimate thing, and and I can see that, especially if I'm faced with high cost health insurance, and somebody says, oh, you're eligible for this new program. I could get, I could, I totally right. understand that. And not all scammers are rude. 
And a lot of times, scammers are really good at what they do, right? They're salespeople, right? We're we kind of um, a lot of the common scams. You know, you get a phone call, and you know, you hear that boop, and you know that you've been transferred to somebody in a call center in India, right? And so that's kind of what the vision of scams Could is. Could you do that again? What does it sound like? <laughs> boop. <laughs> but but that's not always the case, and this is a prime example of it's not always people from foreign countries that are calling from call centers, right? A lot of the people that are falling for this scam think they're really talking to the government. Now, if you're from the government. And you have, or if you're saying you're from the government, you've got a foreign accent. That that's not very believable. People still fall for it. But a lot of times, when people are impersonating Medicare and and, and people like that, they're they're Americans and they're calling and they're very calm and they're very uh they're very well versed in this subject, right? And they know a lot and they may throw a lot of medical terms out at you. And again, it's all part of the ruse. But not everybody that's trying to scam you is rude off the top, right? Absolutely. So you just have to, you know. A lot of the advice we give is, you know, watch out for foreign accents and, and rudeness and all this, but it's not always like that. So you just have to be aware. And again, the biggest red flag would be unsolicited communication. All right. You, Beck, you, you're very good at pointing this out to us. And this is the reality is guard your government issued number. And yeah. what you talk about is Medicare ID, Social Security number, health plan, banking information, anything like that that's come out. And you've got to know that would tie them into a something that's important driver's license number you don't right. give that out things that are, are your identity you just don't you know who you're giving it to before you give it you know right who you're giving it to before you give it right because all that information you know they can it, it, there's so many different things you know identity theft used to be cut and dry right it used to be your social security number right we grew up that's how it was right and it's just not that way anymore right they can take little bits and pieces of information from you and take it from me and take it you know and take it from somebody else and they they something called frankenstein identity theft we've talked about before where they can create a whole new person right so it's not just your social you need to be concerned about that is the primary thing you need to be concerned about but you also need to be guarding all your information and with all the data breaches out there right and all you've got you've got information personal information in so many different databases throughout the world all they need is a little bit here and they can put two and two together and get that information i know i've been working on my peace of mind checklist <laughs> which we're talking about giving yeah. away to everybody and uh, I went through my passwords. And, uh, you know, I hate to say this. I got way too many too many connections like you're talking about. I mean, when it type, when we type it up and it's two pages of fine print, I'm going, I need to go through here and get rid of half of this stuff, you know, because that's what's happened. We've just, yeah. over the years, you just keep building it. And that's the way they get connected and begin to move through. Well, we're just ingrained as a society to give too much information, right? Like, you know, you can't go to Home Depot or to, to any <laughs> store right now, right? What are they going to ask you for? Your phone number, your email address. And we just give it because we're ingrained to give information. Absolutely. And scammers, they, they pick up on that. So, you know, yep. you just, it's not being pessimistic. It's just guarding your information. It's and, being and, paranoid. <laughs> well, you know, may, maybe that's the case, right? But, but there's but, nothing wrong with but that. We'll call it healthy skepticism. Yeah, that's the that. world we live in. Healthy and, and skepticism. I, I'm of the opinion it's only going to get worse. I think with, you're probably right. With technology. Yeah, with technology. Well, let's go to the second subject because this one, <laughs> this one is, uh, is alarming but it's also what everybody at this time of the year, at the end of the year, when you when giving is heightened, yeah, all of a sudden, and you say scams that are really in response to the whole idea behind Israel and yeah. Gaza and what's going on there, and it's a crisis. 
Yeah, and scammers are following the news too, just like we are all on a daily basis paying attention to just the the crisis going on in the Middle East. So are scammers. And so, yes, whenever there's a crisis like this, there are also fake charities. Uh, Scammers know that we're all just, our hearts break for what's going on over there. A lot of us want to give money. Uh, Just know that, you know, you need to take a little time to vet where your money's going. Um, You know, so your money does go to people that really need it, Um, you know, wherever it is, but especially right now in the Middle East, um, you know, and make sure that you're you're donating, you know, not just to real charities, but charities that really can can affect what's going on. And what I mean by that is, is you want to stick to charities that have an established presence where it is you're wanting to give your money to. So in this circumstance, you want to stick to charities that have an established presence in the Middle East, in Israel, you know, somewhere over there where your money is going to go directly to that, right? Um, And, you know, there's just a couple things. Obviously, you want to donate to experienced groups, um, and then, uh, you know, just be wary of 100% claims. If you're looking at something, they're saying 100% of your donation is going to help people. They're probably still having overhead costs. So know that, uh, you know, be, be, be really alert when you're giving on social media. I think that's, that's the key right there. I like what you said. Be really alert. Now, if we're talking with Daniel Orwin, the Director of Public Relations, Better Business Bureau, his telephone number. Because I think, Daniel, one of the things, I want to give you a telephone number out because yeah. a lot of people think they can make this, you know, it, hey, this looks legitimate, but they can call you and find out. The Better Business yes. Bureau will give them information. Yes, we have operators that stand by that That's this is what they do. The, if you think something seems fishy or, or whatever, you can call them and you can ask for me directly or you can speak with one of our operators and they will be able to vet something for you or at least let you know what they think, uh, especially when it comes to social media stuff. Because um, scammers, they know that when we watch a video on social media, that's where they get us, right? And so, you know, after you've watched a, a heart-tugging emotional video on social media and then you see that link, give now, right? Make sure you're vetting that source. Um, and if you don't know how to vet it and you're listening and you're like, well, how do I vet something? Well, there are lots of ways you can do it, but give us a call. 901-759-1300. Right. And Daniel, that's so critical that it's a, it's a, it, this doesn't cost anything. You no. call and find out, um, is this a legitimate charity for this particular and i like the fact that it's how many dollars is actually going yeah because we've seen other some charities in the last five years that you know have not been exactly what they said you work hard for your money and you want your money to go where it is you're trying to send it and again it's not just scammers out there there are a lot of uh charities out there that may have uh you know their heart in the right place but they just don't have the resources to really help the, the, the people in the Middle East right now. So you want to make sure that your money is going to charities that can uh, execute their mission with your money. You know, you talk about that, execute your mission. I want to go to what's going on as far as when we talk about this, the idea behind social media. This is from cbsnews.com. Since 2021, Americans have lost $2.7 billion in scams, mm-hmm. which it came, most of those came from social, that, excuse me, all of that came from social mm-hmm. media. Yeah. And the sad part about it is it was investment scammers. Mm-hmm. I mean, $2.7 billion. Yeah. That's with a B. With a B. Wow. Yeah. So 30% of people nationwide who've reported BB to, to Scam Tracker um, ha, that, that lost money to a scam, they, they, they originated on social media. That was in 2022. Uh, this year, so far, that number's even higher. That's 48%. And that's people reporting it to the Better Business Bureau. And why is that, you may ask? Well, social media is a low-cost way to reach billions of people 
nationwide. Yeah. It costs them nothing. It's, 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 it's a marketing tool and they're using it that way. And we talked about these videos. That's the number one way people get hooked. They watch a heart tugging reel or video on Facebook or on one of the other social media platforms and they get hooked that way. Uh, investment scams are huge on social media. I don't, yeah. I don't have to tell you that, right? No, no, but, you know, in, in, in it's the trappings of wealth, right? They watch a video of someone that, you know, dresses good, looks good, drives a fancy car, and then says, hey, you can have all this too. All you got to do is send this much money to me and, you know, I'll, I'll send you my... Uh, my, my fail-proof steps for wealth or something like that, right? Or, hey, you can get this too. All you got to do is invest in cryptocurrency, you know, or, or something like that. So, you know, we're getting our investment advice from a 30-second clip from someone on a, on a social media feed, and that, that's just not smart. <laughs> no, that's the best way I know to put it, not smart. And the fact that you bring it to our attention, again, I have a healthy skepticism, and, uh, and I've got to go seek counseling for my paranoia, but the reality is you do a great job, Daniel. There's so much more we could talk about. 901-759-1300 if you want to talk to Daniel. I mean, we've talked about everything, you know, from the Medicare scams that are going right. on, the, the the idea behind giving to a charity at the end of the year, and of course, social media. Just give him a call, 901-759-1300. Thank you, Daniel. Thanks for having me, Jim. You know, we want to, again, it's uh, Daniel. He does a great job. Scott, phenomenal. Thank you for answering that question. And Paul Malley did a good job with Five Wishes. If you'd like to talk to Daniel, it's 901-759-1300. To Scott, it's 901-757-5757. Do you have questions? We want to remind you, type them to Jim, J-I-M, to the text line, 901-683-0989, or you can send it to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. The peace of mind checklist, if you want that sent to you, send it, just type it in, Jim, to the text line, 901-683-0989, and say, I'd like the checklist, and give us your social security number. Next week... My guest, Jacob Norman, designing a well-rounded financial plan. Scott Jordan's going to talk about 10 tips for family caregivers. Also, Drew Johnson will be here. He'll be talking about some extra things you can think about and do when the market's not going the way you want it to. That's Saturday morning at 7 a.m. and Sunday at 9 a.m. Thanks so much to my producers, Tyler Springs and Maximilian, guest and content coordination, Francis Fortner, production and marketing assistant, Lauren Norsworthy, compliance officer, Tommy Armstrong. Thanks so much for listening. We're here for you each and every week, helping you make the most of your money. I'm Jim Shoemaker. This is Talk Money. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information is not investment advice or a recommendation. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Helping you make the most of your money. This has been Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker on News Talk 98.9.